Hello and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 393. Man down! Man down! I am one of your hosts, Mark, aka Wingman709, and with me, as always, is my good buddy Rob. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello, hello. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show. As you can tell, our good buddy Braun is absent. He's taking a vacation. I guess we just overworked him. Something or something. Like that. So he just he just can't handle. <laughs> He's tired. This so, stuff. Um. All right. Well, hopefully you guys can all hear us. I apologize. Uh, I'm having to do all this and. Uh, oh, are we broadcasting? Uh, it says on it says we are, but not on the Twitch page. <laughs> so no, nope, it doesn't. I'm uh, I'm still refreshing to see. I I I see it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't see it. We've had this in the past where it was delayed. Um, I am showing that we are streaming live through our tool. So it says we are. Who's the tool? (laughs) There we go. The ad just kicked on. So it's just delayed. So, but. uh, You ain't going to see nothing until the ad man gets. So we'll give it a few minutes. Hopefully everybody can hear us, but let's. Yeah, I see it. It's, it's, they're just delayed. (laughs) All right, so welcome. Uh, listen to us live every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, and uh, so, Rob, why don't you tell yes, us sir. what you've been playing? Okay, uh, I've been playing some more Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, definitely love that game. I've been playing, uh, I don't know if it's a good game, but it's a game called The New Dashboard. <laughs> It's moving in the in the right direction, at least. Oh. I guess. At least stuff in the store looks better now. Because before, I don't know if you were getting this, but it was almost like I had the screen was actually maybe like ten times bigger, but I could only see into like a little window oh, of yeah? it. So as you scroll, like if you're scrolling down a window, you you hit like down, down, and then finally you see the white rectangle that you hit down, you see it, then it goes off the screen, off the screen, and then it scrolls your screen. And so it's like you only saw like the center of a grid. Weird. But anyway, yeah, it's, uh, I think we got a couple updates, at least two updates in the last week. So it's it's making some headway. It's it's still weird. Um, like you can go in to buy a game, and it doesn't bring up the option to buy. You have to sit there on that page for, a, I would say at least sixty seconds. I think it's the. It used to be a while back. It would take about four to five minutes, and then and you just mm-hmm. have to stay on the screen. You couldn't go do anything else. You just sit there, and then all of a sudden, boom! It would pop up with the box to buy. It would finally appear. So I went to get something the other day and I was looking at the page and I'm like, oh, they still haven't fixed this. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'll sit here. And I think it took about a minute and then it popped up. So it, it was definitely a right. lot faster than before. So hopefully that improves. I mean, the buy button should be there the moment you go there. So. Oh yeah. I had something unexpected happen the other day. Cause uh, I was in the, uh, I was on the windows store like no not the windows store i was in the xbox store in a browser uh, and that was the day that they had all the dead island stuff on sale did that start on tuesday something like that i think uh, probably I think it was anyway a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? no it was it was this this past week okay. so they had a whole bunch of the dead island games on sale deep discounts and I went to the original, I think it was the original Dead Island. So I was looking at it and I know that some of them show you the price when you click on them. Cause like if you're gold, you can actually, um, do you hear anything in the background by the, by the way? Uh, I no. did for a second. Yeah. Here, um, sirens going off. Hey, hey. Yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Rob's not going to get nailed by a tornado or anything. Hopefully he's safe. So he's back with an update. All right. I'm back. Not a tornado (laughs) or anything like that. No, no. 
Not, so, not, your, uh, not your Xbox overheating? <laughs> no. You didn't put a spoon in the microwave? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, so, you know how it, how you click on some of those things and it shows you the gold discount? Yes. So, I just hit buy now, and I was expecting to see the pop-up window with how much it shows, and, you know, you confirm the sale, but boom, it was done. It was sold. I was like, what? <laughs> totally unexpected. Thankfully, it was only $3. <laughs> and now I got a digital copy of Dead Island. <laughs> well, I think right. I noticed that I did buy something the other day, uh, which I'll talk about in a minute. And when I bought it, it actually showed that uh, the sale, like how much time left the game is on sale, which I'm like, hey, that's oh, kind of really? cool. It, you know, it'll show the sale price and then it tells you right next to it how many days left or like how Where many hours in, was- in the store. Was that in the browser? Uh, in the in the Xbox in store, these, on the console. On the Xbox, yeah. okay. So I'm like, that, that's kind of neat. That's something new that they've added. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've also noticed that they have, when you pull up a game, it has like a series of icons down at the bottom, one of which is the one that looks like it's the Play Anywhere. Oh, you know, yeah, it, like if it runs on it, Windows and Xbox and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can definitely see that they're putting that infrastructure into place to, uh, you know, to facilitate all of that play anywhere and stuff, everything they talked about. I mean, it's coming. It's partially here already. Well, well Stricken Thought wants but, to play Dead Island with you, so. Yeah, right. I need to get online sometime. <laughs> yes sometime but uh yeah so um did that and then also actually last night i got kind of curious as to what the costume quest was i think that's the name of the game and uh started that up man that's a long beginning to that game. oh yeah like 20 minutes into it you're really even not playing it yet yeah i don't i think i would lose so <laughs> yeah but there's that and um I think that's about it. That's all the stuff that really comes to mind right now. How about you? What have oh, you been I've been busy. I did get a little Overwatch in. Um, also played some Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I've been playing the Defend mode. I, I need like 20 more rounds of Defend to get an achievement. and It's fun. I like T-Hunt. Um, I also picked up a game for, I think it was 5 bucks. I picked up Pac-Man 256. I guess this was a mobile game on Android or somewhere. I don't know. But I guess it was a a mobile game that has been ported over to the Xbox One. And I got to say, I put a lot of time into it. It's fun. It's really cool. Really? It's weird. The premise, you get one life. That's it. That's it. When you die, you're over. You got to start over. There's so... You try and basically kind of going for score, and there's no, at least I've not found a way to get an extra guy, but you, yet, and I don't believe it's in there. But so the premise is, is that there's like a glitch in the game. So the board starts to be eaten up at the bottom, like, like a, like an in game glitch. Or like, you remember those, like, like crash screens back in the day in the old arcades? So it, it kind of resembles something like that, but it's working its way up the board. And the Pac-Man board just continues to go. So as long as you keep going up, it just it just keeps going and changing shapes and stuff. So you can keep going. But if you stay too long in a certain area, the glitch starts climbing back up the board. There's also okay. a ton of ghosts uh, in the board, but they also have power-ups. So, like, you can run your Pac-Man. you got the regular power pill that will turn them blue, and then you can chomp on them. But there's stuff like you can hit this one that launches a tornado, and it runs around the map. Uh, killing the ghosts you can pick up a laser um and then all and and there's there's what is there lasers there's a stealth one there's tornadoes there's freezing them there's fire there's a whole ton of up uh power-ups right and then on top of it you can go in and upgrade these power-ups so like they last longer so as you as you get points as you're eating the pellets you know the dots then you collect, you know, at the end you get like, you level up and then you get these little coins that you can use to buy the upgrades. 
Um, and it's fun. It's 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 a quick game. It's one of these just like I'm gonna sit down. I just want to play something for a few minutes, you know. And an hour later, you're still playing. <laughs> it's just it's one of those type of right. games. It's a lot of fun. It was only five bucks. Um, so I really was surprised by it. I I enjoy sitting down and still playing Pac Man. Um, also I played. So the one I was telling you that I got on a sale and it showed the date, you know, how much time left in the sale. Right. I picked up yeah, yeah. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. The mm-hmm. standard game is on sale right now, I think, for another two days um, for $30, or you can get the deluxe digital the deluxe digital version for $35. So I went for the, you know, deluxe yeah. um yeah, five, five bucks, bucks more. more yeah, deal. and I really liked Plants vs Zombies, the first game, and and I really sure. kind of wanted to get this one, but it was like, well, I don't remember. I think when it came out, there was other stuff going on. I was playing, so I'm like, well, let me just maybe fiscally, you know, fiscally minded. And so then when I saw it just the other day for thirty five bucks, man, I pulled the trigger on it, and I've been playing it all weekend. My kids have been watching. Um, it's really cool. It is a much improved. Uh, update to the original game so if you liked plants vs zombies garden warfare um but maybe we're turned off if you liked it and you didn't get this one you need to get this one this this one is so much better um right they've i haven't even gotten into the multiplayer at all i this game has their single player campaign uh mode It's, it's more of like an open world you're just kind of in an open world um and you're running around and there's all these things you can go to, to do tasks. So you can go up to this, this kiosk and go in and do multiplayer. You can, um, uh, run around this open world and just kill zombies. Or if you're a zombie, kill plants in this, and 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 you get XP. So you're leveling up your guy and all this stuff while you're just kind of running around, not really doing anything. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It's like, there's a big neighborhood. The zombies are on one side, the, the plants on the other, and there's this no man's zone in the middle. And what I've been doing, what I really enjoyed was I discovered that you can run around this open world and there's these like missions. And so like I, we found my, my youngest son, he's nine. He thought this was so cool. And he was telling me today, go find him. We found hot rod chicken. So it's this chicken in the back of this burned out car, like out of a trunk. And he'll give you a mission. And he and these guys and these different people you find will give you like three missions to go do. And when you do it, every time you do it, you get coins, um, which help you buy the sticker packs to give you the consumables and stuff that, you know, that you can use in the game. Um, and then you get a reward after you do all three little missions. So it's like these little side quests you can do and they're fun to do. Um, then there's also in the middle of, the, of this no man's land, you can run up to this flagpole and put the flag up. And then you try to defend it as long as you can. Now, I've gone and and they got a couple planters. You can plant your consumables, you know, like your pea shooters and your healing flowers and stuff like that. Uh, And uh, the same, if you're a zombie, you can run up there and do the same thing. And then you're just battling the plants. And they just do wave after wave. It's like this horde mode thing. And 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 you're ranking up. You get ranked up for every kill you get. And, you know, so it's a lot of fun. And I don't know if there's an end to it. Because today I got to the boss level. So they send out waves of like engineers and then you defeat them and you get a bunch of money for it. And they're like, okay, well, the scientists are next and then the soldiers and then the, the all-stars. And, and I got to a boss level and I got annihilated. Uh, but it's cool because as you're going along, you'll get every so often you get a reinforcement crate will drop and you run over there. Now you have to leave the flag circle. So your flag is, and you got a thing at the top and you can see it dropping. So if they're, if the zombies or the enemy is inside that circle and you don't have any reinforcements fighting them, then you got to decide that, can I get to the box quick enough to destroy the box that my reinforcement, which is another AI character, um, will join you and fight with you, um, or, or not. But if you can't get there and back quick enough, then you'll end up losing because the flag will come down. So it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, and the, I've been playing through the campaign on the plant side, and it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, lots to do, so I, I highly recommend it. Like I said, thirty-five bucks for the digital deluxe ver- or the deluxe version. I just don't think you can go wrong. Um, so grab it while you guys can if you're interested. Um, but other than that, those—that's what I've been playing this week. Hey, you know, you just reminded me of a game that I saw. 
that's uh it's kind of a convert from a lot of those mobile games as well uh-huh. I, f- I don't remember the name of it but it's the one that you land airplanes at airports oh yes um yes i looked I at that the... and, uh, yeah i used to play that on the iphone all the time yeah dude i don't know how they would transition. i loved... i don't it it looks it. like you yeah. click and then you move your stick like you got an arrow how you want the plane to land and with your yeah. finger it's like you just drew a line and it was so easy right, right. i think that'd be so hard with a controller well not just that but I, it was like 1399 <laughs> i didn't even that's, see that. <laughs> I, it, that's so expensive i mean for that kind of game where we're used to playing it for free or almost free on mobile to play it on xbox one granted you know maybe the graphics are a little bit better but it doesn't need them the game and that's so expensive right yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So yeah, freaking thought so. But man, so I, you know, I I was so intrigued by that, but I saw that price and you know thought about like how does this how is this gonna play? It can't play well. Yeah, I I that's what when I saw that that it reminded me of the iPhone version, um, which is a blast. And I it's I don't I don't I think it's a different name. It doesn't I don't. Yeah, there's there's a there's a whole but bunch of them. the one I used to play on the iPhone was a blast, and it got really hard. But you just used your finger to draw on the screen, and you know that was easy to do. And I was like, how are they going to do this on the console? So I went and I was looking at one of the little trailers that they had, and I, I was like, you'd see the little thing, and then like the line was shifting, and I'm like, oh no way, dude, I'm not messing with this. So I didn't even get into the. <laughs> I got you know you got to sit there on the screen for five yeah. minutes before the buy option pops up. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't see it. <laughs> so but that's actually helping us out. It's like a deterrent. Yeah. Im- Im- impulse deterrent. I don't think Microsoft intended that though. No. I think they like those impulse buys. Yes. <laughs> they want to make it like how I bought Dead Island. <laughs> yeah. What? That's probably so why the timer's there, be? dude. Oh, you know when it gets completed it's gonna be in bold letters and there's gonna be a countdown clock. Buy now, it expires in five. Or three to buy now. <laughs> or they'll yeah. they'll start doing Xbox Live messages to you. Hey, this sale is ending in five minutes. You know. <laughs> yes. They better not. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. But cool stuff. Yes. All right. So uh, if you guys wish, uh, you can support us um uh, on Patreon, you can become a patron of the show. Just go to patreon.com forward slash this Xbox life. This is a donation that you make to us uh, every month. Automatically, you put in a debit or credit card to, and uh, just tell them whatever it can be a dollar. It can be a hundred dollars, whatever you want to donate every month. Um, they will just automatically uh, take it out of your car, your account for you every month. Um, also, if you don't want to do that, you'd like to do a one-time donation you can support us by going to twitchalerts.com forward slash donate forward slash this Xbox life. And this is a one-time only donation again of your choosing. Um, and when the, if you do that, your name gets scrolled across the bottom, like Nadius. Thank you, Nadius. We got a $5 donation from you last week and appreciate that. Um, again, like Brun says, they're not expected, but they are appreciated. All right, so now we can go into the round table. Woo-hoo. So, Rob, this first one, I was looking, it's pretty weak. This There's not a lot to talk about. You know, post E3, we're kind of in that dead zone time. There's not a lot out there. But one thing I thought people might be interested to hear about was some more games uh, Xbox 360 games have been added to the Xbox One backward compatibility program. Um, in fact, I saw one pop up on my ready-to-install list. So uh, we've got Blood Knights, Comic Jumper, Crystal Quest, Dungeons & Dragons, Chronicles of Mysteria, Fallout New Vegas, I Am Alive, which is the one that uh, popped up for me because I had bought that, Joe Danger Special Edition, and Red Faction Battlegrounds. So if you have any of those, if you bought any of those on your 360 or um, or if you have the retail disc, you can put them in uh, and play them on your Xbox One. I, it was interesting. I was like, I am alive. Rob, that's the game, if I recall right, that you and I were excited about because it originally was taking place in Chicago. 
And then yes. I think by the time the game released, it was very different from what they initially showed. But I had still bought yes. it anyway. So, wasn't it the game that was done by American McGee or something? No, like that? I don't. Like I don't think their... so. I think this was an Ubisoft title. Oh no, I was thinking of uh, it was something LA that he was doing. Okay. I don't think that ever released. But with this backwards compatibility list of titles that they've got, I was really surprised at how big it is. There, there's so many games now. There's, uh, I think, officially over 200 now. Yeah. So I just pasted it into Notepad++ to count it. 210. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. And they're still continuing to yeah. give more. I mean, they're still doing which which is awesome because it goes in in and here's what I I would love to see. I don't think they're ever, I don't think they're going to do it. But Phil Spencer said he would like it to happen. Uh the original Xbox library coming over yeah. and being playable on Xbox One platform. You know. Yeah, you know, there are some good games, but my concern is those games like really suck <laughs> in comparison. You know, it's just like the graphics aren't there. Yeah, but um, you know, it's it would still be neat to be able to go and and play it because the thing is, is a lot of us yeah. would buy a lot of those games just to have them, whether we played them or not. We would buy them just to get them, you know. Just just get rare replay. <laughs> no, but there's yeah, I mean you know, that, but it would be nice to just get rare re- just get rare replay <laughs> and play some of those old Xbox titles. It'll just annihilate that nostalgia factor altogether. <laughs> they don't have to go through the effort. You'll just start the games and go, man, this is brutal. Let me go play Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, but still to have it there. And again, but I think it's neat no, that they're continuing yeah, yeah. to do this because, you know, when they come out and announce stuff like that, a lot of times they'll throw a few out and then they're like, oh, let's just move on. You know, it was like an E3 announcement. We got some news off of it, but they're still doing it. That, that's what I like. They're still putting whatever they're doing in the back end to make it work. I don't know if it's very costly, uh, but they have to do obviously some kind of work to be able to put that in and make it available for us. So I'm, I'm glad oh, yeah. to see that they they're continuing it. You know, how long has this been going on over a year? Right. What did they announce it last E3? Right. Mm, or was it the year before? No, no, I think it was last year. You're right. So, because it's didn't it start in November? Because last year they had the preview program going. Yeah, I can't remember. But if if it's only been a year, then they've done over two two hundred and ten games in that amount of time. That's, That's a lot. Pretty awesome. Oh wait, I think it's been uh, two years. It, it's had to have. Been. No, <laughs> no. So they added games starting on a regular basis in December twenty fifteen. Is the they were going to have what a hundred out by the first by the end of the first year when they announced it at E3. I think they said they had to have a hundred or something by Christmas time. Something like that. So, yeah. But yeah. Now we're at two ten. So it's nice to see them being pumped out at a quick pace. So. Oh yeah. So, and again, if you guys, if, you know, if you're hearing this and you're like, man, I wish a game I wanted on 360, you know, it's not there. They've got a, um, there's a backward compatibility page. I don't, I think it might be the user feedback page that, and I think there's a link off of that for backward compatibility, but you can go in there and see what games people are requesting and you can vote them up. You can add a vote, add your voice to, I want this game. I think Red Dead Redemption is like the number one on the list. So, but definitely go out there. If you've got a game that you want backwards compatible, uh, make your voice heard and, you know, they, and you might even find out that it's already in the works because they'll tell you on there already being worked on or already done and, Stuff like that. So, all right. Okay. Yep. So, I want to skip this one because I want to save this E3 discussion for the end. But did you hear the story about Microsoft trying to partner with Nintendo and Sony before they made the original Xbox? Yeah, I've I recall hearing something like this years ago when uh, when we've heard like those whole you know history of the Xbox, how it got created. Such, so I, I could swear this is like not brand new news. I thought they were well. I know they what didn't they partner with Sega on the Dreamcast because you could run what Windows CE on there? Yeah, 
Well, I don't know if it was partnered, but Windows was the OS. Or the, okay. Or win, Windows C. What is greatness? Oh, Whoa, sorry. <laughs> I just Whoops. pulled a brun. <laughs> what is greatness? Yeah. Nice job. Oh, uh, my apologies. What happens? Now I have to edit that. All right. <laughs> or, or kill everybody's ears. Right, we'll have to look for it. Get your time hack. Yeah. Probably about 30 minutes in. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, yeah, before they began on the first, I guess they went to Nintendo first. They sat down with Awada and others and said, this is what we want to do. Could we partner? Could we work on this together? And basically Nintendo said no. Uh, Ed Freeze had went on to note that Microsoft offered to handle the software and networking side of the things while Nintendo would be in charge of the hardware and they could team up to release a product, but the company wasn't interested. So then they went and basically made the same pitch to Sony and Sony said no. Um, so it's interesting. I just, it, it's interesting for me to think of what, you know, what if they had partnered with one of those two? We wouldn't even have the Xbox today. Well, yeah, it's it's a good point. I mean, would we have had a better product or or lesser? Who yeah. knows? I mean, we could all be playing PlayStations right now with the with with Windows Station running Windows Ten. <laughs> no, it, maybe we'd still be on PS Two. <laughs> Or, with no competition. Yeah, well, you just still have Nintendo, but <laughs> like I said, <laughs> no we have PS2 with no competition. <laughs> oh, poor Nintendo! <laughs> but that's that's interesting. It it seems yeah. that I'm kind of curious what Microsoft want. Do they completely want to control the software side of it? Because that's what it sounds like. I, you know, well, when when I hear this, I mean, it's it's got of it must have been in the mid nineties, late nineties. Cause when did the original one come out? Was that like 2001, the original Xbox, 2001, 2002 ish, something like that. Time to wiki. Anyway, <laughs> time to but, wiki search. Yeah. So they must have been, well, so you figure that development time was maybe two to three years. So it would have been late nineties. So they must have tried to do these discussions like late nineties. November fifteenth. Maybe ninety seven. What? Okay. So I imagine it was maybe like ninety seven ish or so. Right. At that time, you know, so uh, Sony had the PS one because I think that came out in ninety five. And sales were really strong. It was a whole different world back then. You know, they had the PS one, you know, there was I think Jaguar was out around the same time, 3DO, um, Sega Saturn, all those different machines. Super NES, maybe, or I don't know if the Nintendo 64 was out at that time. But all those consoles were really successful. They all had their niches or niches. And at that point, it's, I could see, like, why would we want to partner with you? We've got our thing going on, and it's awesome. That would be my take. You know, it's sort of like, you know, the company that wants to partner has got to be the one that's in trouble. Yeah, I think Nintendo, well, 2001. They, they were you still, they, three back year then, I mean, they were still probably king of the hill. So it was probably a stretch for them to get well, King of Mobile for sure. We're or talking. We're talking the Game fourteen Boy. years ago. So, yeah. what is that before the PS2? When did the PS2? Let me look that up. Let's see when the PS2 came out. That came out in two thousand, March of two thousand. So, you know, prior to that, you had the PS1, and I don't know what the what Nintendo would be at that point, but. Wait, which one came out in 2000? Yeah, March 4th, 2000 was the PlayStation 2. Okay, so... So, yeah, when Microsoft talked to them, they were probably developing the PS2. The N64 was released in 1996. So I don't okay. know what came after that. Was it the Wii? Did the Wii come after the oh. uh, 64? Or was there something else in between? Well, let's 
two, Let's look two it thousand. Nintendo sixty GameCube. GameCube. Oh, GameCube. That's right. Oh. And that came out. Oh, when did you come out? It came out in two thousand one. So, so you got your PS two out in early two thousand. Your GameCube in two thousand one. The Xbox and came Dreamcast. out in 2001, so they were talking. And Dreamcast came out right around there, too. So they would want to partner. I would guess they would. They might have been. Maybe Microsoft was just trying because they partnered with Sega and, and got in there uh, on the OS. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. They just wanted to probably be the OS because, I mean, back then, that's all they did was Windows and Office, right? I mean, they weren't the Microsoft they are right. today. So. They no. probably were just trying to be the OS for all these consoles, <laughs> or at least get in on one. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I'm I kind of like the fact that we have the box as it is today. Uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't get partnered because I mean, think about all the things. I mean, Microsoft makes a lot of hardware now. They really do. They make Surface tablets. Uh, you know, they they're out of the phone and the uh, Zoom business, unfortunately. But their Zoom players were great. I actually liked yeah. the Windows phone I had. I had a Lumia 950, which I really liked. It just had a particular bad problem uh, that impacted my ability to use it. But I actually liked the phone. The hardware, they make good hardware. Um, you know, I know we can look at the 360, but, you know, they fixed it and corrected mm. it and stood by it. You know, so they, they, they at least took care of their customers. But, I, you know, they make, I like their keyboards and their mice. They make Good quality stuff. Oh, yeah. And the Surface tablets are like primo. You know, they're they're just so it's it's interesting. Had they done this, I mean, you know, I think the Xbox was really I'd have to do a little bit more research, but I believe maybe outside of mice and keyboard, that, that was really their very first piece of hardware, you know. And now yeah, look yeah. where they're at. They make a lot of things and they, you know, that's pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we wouldn't have all that if it wasn't for the original Xbox. I mean, if it wasn't for Sony and Nintendo saying, no, go away, we might be in a very different world with Microsoft today. Oh, agreed. I totally agree. All right. So now that we've got a little historical on everybody, <laughs> uh, real quick, I got uh, one other thing, and then Rob's got something we'll talk about our E3 thing. Uh, there's going to be, so we talked about Mass Effect Andromeda coming out. We saw that at E3, or well, very little bit of it. A lot less than I wanted to see, but there's been a, there's going to be a new book series coming out uh, that is going to connect the original Mass Effect trilogy to the Andromeda trilogy. So for those that really like the story and you know like reading video game books, uh, you can look for that to, to be come forth. Wrap those two together. Uh, now the next news, Rob. This is all you and. I yeah, want to yeah. say real quick, everybody, pay attention, okay? Pay <laughs> attention, because I was like, oh, you're wrong, Rob. There's no way it's too good to be true. There's, I was throwing stuff at him, and he just kept shooting me down. Nope, nope, nope. This is a heck of a deal. What do they get? What, what can we get, uh, Rob? <laughs> yeah. So we know the new consoles are coming out. We got uh, Xbox One S coming, uh, wow, probably within the next eight weeks or so. And we got Scorpio, whatever that winds up being, uh, that's going to be out in a year and a half. So what happens to the current consoles? What happens to the you know, original Xbox, you know, whether it's the regular Kinect, you know, whatever special flavor of it is, you know, what's going to happen with those consoles? Well, two things. Number one, the price is going to drop immensely. And two, they're eventually going to go away and be replaced by the Xbox One S. However... If you don't have a 4K TV, then you're not going to be getting one anytime soon. If you need, let's say, a cheap Xbox coming up anytime soon, just for either for a second or a replacement or as a gift to somebody, uh, now might be a really good time to jump on something because there's a deal on eBay right now for a 500 gig Connect bundle, which includes Dance Central's uh, uh, Sports Rivals. And Zoo Tycoon, you know, the, the games are what they are, I guess, but there's, there's, yeah, three that's of not them. the, that's not the big deal here. That's not the draw. <laughs> yeah. And the price on it right now is 
$230 with free shipping. That's crazy. That's a Connect bundle. Connect, brand new, 500 gigs. You said it's eBay? I thought you said earlier it was Newegg. No. Or that was the other one that had a coupon. That was, that was like 215 That was, yeah, that was, that was my okay, mistake. Okay, so eBay, but it's still, it's brand new yeah. in the box. Brand new. It's being sold by a Microsoft authorized partner, which means that it has full warranty. That's one thing you have to watch out sometimes by buying online, because if somebody's selling it and they're not authorized, you actually don't get a warranty. So with this, you do get a warranty. So, uh, yeah, the, the vendor that's selling it is called Ant Online. And that's just amazing. I mean, $230 already for a Connect. Those are like almost $400. Yeah. And I mean, even like right now, you buy one from the Microsoft store um, and on Xbox.com, they're listening for $279, and that does not include a Connect. So, yeah. Which I, I don't know if a connect is that important. If you don't have one now, you're not going to miss it. Um, I did unplug mine because the voice commands basically have broken my whole use of it. But then I realized that I have a, you know, I've got this little remote to turn off my Xbox. Well, now I got to find the TV remote to turn the TV up. So I ended up hooking the Xbox connect back in just so when I turn, use the remote to turn the Xbox off, it will turn my TV off as well. <laughs> I still got the stupid thing hooked up. Maybe they'll fix the voice commands, but um, yeah, yeah, that that's a crazy deal. So if you want a second one, or for the kids, or you know, you you just you know not you don't have the 4K TVs like you said, man, grab one. That's that's a great price. Yeah, I mean, other than that new controller and you know 4K HDR support, well, plus size too, maybe. Uh, there's really not that much of a benefit for the Xbox One S. I mean, they play the same games. Yep. Absolutely the same. Cool. Well, thanks, Rob. And and we can guarantee that this uh, Xbox One S will not be $230. <laughs> yeah, not for a while. <laughs> it will not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Anything else on that? No. Okay, no. so no. I forgot to put in here wanted to just mention and i wanted to see if i could find out some information so you see our background it says the division year one and uh let me stop this autoplay video i had autoplay turned off on ign it looks like they turned it back on so the division has their first piece of uh dlc coming out it's called underground um this is coming out uh was it june 28th that's this tuesday um I have not been able to find, really, I could dig a little further, um, but I haven't really seen anything specific uh, outside of what was uh, at E3 on what's contained in it. It looks like it's going to be a new mission, and um, I'm going to see if I can find some more information here while we continue to talk. But as I was looking for specifically, like, what's contained outside of just some, you know, possible new weapons, um, let's see if there's. So Ubisoft Massive has got... Okay, so they give Zip some more details. Here I have 1893 oh, for the makers of Pepsi-Cola. Forget it. <laughs> Stupid video ads. Was that IGN? No, that wasn't. So we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. But I, I do know there's some... I, I can't... I only saw the thing once on E3. I saw briefly their their trailer of the underground, so I don't know a whole lot of what it entails. But uh, this is the first piece of the you know it's an expansion. So uh, my understanding is we go down under the ground, so you're going to probably be in the sewers, is what I'm imagining and understand it to be. I would expect we're going to get some new uh, new weapons and maybe new gear. I I don't know if there's a new gear set. I can't remember if they said there was a new gear set, but um, look for that this week. So I'm hope I'm looking forward to it, and I've last time I played after the last update, I still have not done the new incursion, which I would like to do, um, but uh, I think I still need to get some higher gear score. I think I, I think I'm sitting at like 205, um, but if anyone out there wants to go do that 
a latest uh, incursion with me, hit me up. And uh, definitely, if you're going to be doing the underground on Tuesday, I will be online. So hit me up as well. Uh, and then we've got the summertime. So it's kind of funny how they list. If you look at if for those on the Twitch, you can see the picture of the DLC. They've got three of them planned. One's in the winter, one's in the summer, and one's in June. Well, we're in it's we're in June, and it is officially summer. So I don't know when their survival mode's coming out, but probably August, September would be my guess. We'll get the survival mode. So, but look for that Tuesday, Division Underground. Uh, okay, and then the last thing I wanted to bring up was E3 was different this year. Um, I don't know if you noticed it, Rob, but Activision, Electronic Arts, uh, and in a big way, Nintendo weren't a presence at E3 this year. Uh, Nintendo did have, they didn't have a press conference. They did some kind of TV show where they showed off um, the Link, the new Link game, Zelda, Legend of Zelda. And they spent a lot of time on Pokemon. And that was basically it. It was like you were watching this TV show. And um, I think they called it the Nintendo Treehouse, if I recall. So they really didn't have, you know, they didn't have a stage show. Um, Electronic Arts did, but they were not part of E3. They did something, was it on Sunday afternoon or Saturday night? They did it before Monday. Um they did their like presentation, if I recall, but it was offsite. It was not tied into them. They weren't. Uh, I was reading an article about it where people that are used to seeing the South Hall just filled. It was like barren, and they're just like it wasn't filled like it's been in the past because you know Activision and EA were not there. They weren't on site. They weren't. They didn't put the booths up and do all this type of stuff. And I, I can see, and I've heard other stories about like the people that are running E3 um, that, uh, you know, some of these publishers are not happy with the way it's being run and handled. And looks like people are starting to jump ship. Do you think E3 2017 could see even more people detracting from it and making that show even smaller? It's very possible. You know, I think a lot really has to do with, what the companies have to offer and if there's a return on investment, you know, cause I, I can't even imagine the cost of putting that stuff on, like just the Microsoft E3 conference. That must've been must multi-million. Yeah. Just for that 90 minutes. There's, right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know if they, I'm sure Microsoft, I don't know. They, did they pay to be at the conference? I mean, whether they pay for the the hall yeah, or whether it's I, I, the what is it the entertainment expo who whoever it is whatever that uh, that uh, group that runs e3 i just i got a brain part at the moment i can't think of that name but that group that manages that so even if they do all that the uh the, the stuff to ship the equipment in to get the people there to work all those hours and in, in setting up and building sets and buying, you know, you got to build that. It costs a lot of money to make stuff and the lighting and, all, you know, planning all this stuff out. And it's not like they walk out there that day and go, oh, hey, here's this. These guys are planning and prepping and going through dry runs of these shows, you know, in advance. And there, there's just so much involved. And, yeah, and that's not the only show they do. You know, they do Gamescom and. You know, uh, some of these companies like Sony and, and Nintendo do the Tokyo Game Show, and you know, there's Microsoft does Build, and there's just so many different. You know, there's packs, and you know, where if these guys are doing shows every other month, that's a lot of money <laughs> out the door. So, and Gadget had this write up from 2013 on a small studio that got some space at E3. So they got 600 square feet, which is nothing. It's like a studio apartment, almost. So 600 square feet costs $30,000 for the time of the show. 
But then when you factor in all of the other costs, it almost, it basically more than triples it. So this company spent uh, $100,000 to just have a small presence there. And you know companies like EA and uh, Activision and such, they have massive, massive, massive boots. Because they devote more than 600 square feet to uh, one game. They'll have like whole theaters. I mean, some of these, you going into an actual, like a movie theater style thing where they showing you behind doors trailers or, you know, they got all these game, you know, booths set up to play games and stuff. And yeah, it's like going into a theme park, (laughs) you know, on a ride, standing in line. I mean, some of these things, the lines will take up more than 600 square feet. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. So they said, yeah, 30,000. For the space, they had a local guy build their setup so they didn't have to truck it around. So they paid 30 grand for that. Um, then it was 15000 to the managing company, GES. Eight grand in finishing costs whatever that is. And then um, there's some $10,000 charges. And I know for some of those places you have to pay for like electricity and wire, you know, the internet connections and stuff all separate. If you have to have those there. And then you usually got to pay to have all the people run all that stuff. Cause I remember I I did uh, when I was still living in Chicago there uh, a couple of times, I had to go down to the, putting on some stuff for the company I worked for going into some of these convention halls. And like, it's like, dude, there's an outlet right there. Let me just plug in. Nope. Nope. You can't do it. You had to, you had to call in the union guy to plug in your equipment. I was not allowed. I would be breaking the law. We can get massive fines. If I plugged something in, it was ridiculous. Cause like you couldn't get nothing done. <laughs> you yep. know, you couldn't, you couldn't plug in a router or plug in nothing. You couldn't do anything without, waiting for somebody. And then you're trying to find someone to call somebody to get someone over to the, where you're at. It's just ridiculous. So, and yeah, everything, they got to pay for everything. So it's insane. I yep. can't imagine the cost that Microsoft paid just for E3 and not even counting all their other conferences that they deal with. So yeah. How many Xbox ones did they have to sell just to pay for that? Uh, it probably a lot more <laughs> than they've sold so far. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Well, anyways, it's. Well, hey, what do you think? They always have. Hey, they always have Office three sixty five to subsidize. So, <laughs> the Xbox. what? What would you like? What do you think they should do? Because it's E three's always been kind of a media only, and I think what didn't, didn't they? I think then they add another day here for. Um, I think this year they added uh, a, a, the last day was for the public. Do you think it should be more of a public show? Anybody can come and buy tickets like packs, or do you think it should stay as a media only event? Or do you think they need to just maybe say, let's do, do your, do the shows, like do the press conferences, but you don't have to have the booths. Um, what, what do you think the future of E3 should look like? Man, that's <laughs> tough because you know, the, the purpose of E3 is, I mean, it, it's kind of like an industry thing, sort of. And, okay, so going back years ago, I digress. Going back years ago, all of this was actually part of CES. And then it was like in the late 90s, they broke off of CES and they created E3. And as luck would have it, that was the year that I went to CES, hoping to see all the video games. And there was nothing there. But, uh, you know, so that when it came about, yeah, so they broke off from CES, which is a trade show. And it was really, I mean, it was kind of like an exhibition of what they're going to have coming up in the year. 
press was there and industry insiders and stuff like that. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that still happens, you know, like behind closed doors, they have meetings and, and such, but you know, it, it was always not for the average Joe. Right. And if the average person wants to see this kind of stuff, they have packs, you know, that's kind of like their thing for that. Right. Yeah. The packs, East, West, North, South, Northwest, Northeast, whatever. Yeah, Southwest. You never know who's all going to be there. Are, Central going to be there either. It's not like, like right. E3 is cool. Cause it used to be that everybody was there. Because it came from CES. I mean, it had that huge tie-in. And even nowadays, companies skip CES, right? Well, I think so many, one of my thoughts is so many things have changed. Like, I think of years ago, you you a trade show like this was important because it would it's how they got the media in to say, hey, here's what we're going to be doing the, the next year. Here, you know, here's what's coming out here. Go out, tell the tell the world about this to get everybody excited. Well, with the internet, everything's instantaneous. You know, Microsoft doesn't have to spend millions of dollars to go out and tell the media this. They can they can put it up on their website. They could they could say we're just gonna right, right. tell you we're gonna we're gonna have Phil stand in his office or sit at. A, I mean, I'd be just as excited if Phil was sitting at his desk, you know, with the Skype webcam, you know, just recording. You know, hey, this is what's going on. Throw up some PowerPoints or whatever. You know, I don't yeah. I don't really care about the audience. It doesn't matter. It's just the news. You know, tell me what's going to get me excited about your console. I mean, the way the internet is nowadays, everything's more instant and I think that's really what's causing the change. And I think E3 is going to have to evolve in some way. What I think would be neat is if E3 could still leave it to the press. I'm fine with that. But it would be neat to find a better way to bring us in. I think people like IGN have done a pretty good job. Uh, Microsoft is, you know, they do that. They did their Xbox daily. Um, you know, it was like a one-hour show every day of E3. Uh, IGN streams all all day long, and I think it, that's good because it brings a lot of viewers in. Um, but sure. I think if more people are going to leave. Then, like, we didn't really get to see much on uh, from EA. We saw that one press conference, and that was it. There was nothing else, you know, where the rest of the time you're hearing other updates on, oh, well, this, we didn't have this in the press conference, but here we're showing this. And, you know, you see more footage and hear more about some Ubisoft games. And, you know, we heard about Bethesda. We, we learned more things throughout the week about the VR and kind of being able to tie things in. So you lose that ability, I think, if you don't have this show um, and i i still am excited about e3 so i really i would love to see ea and activision come back and be a part of it next year but i kind of expect that you're going to see them continue to stay out i don't think nintendo will show up at all um, because they really weren't there this time and i wouldn't be surprised to see ubisoft step out and do something of their own as well we're you know because it's almost like well we're not going to pay the money to this you know organization we're not going to put all the monies in, all the money in to do this. We're just going to go rent a hall down the street for a heck of a lot less money, do a press conference. We're still going to get covered by IGN and everybody else because they're all here and we're still going to get talked about and they're going to save a ton of money. Yeah. But pretty soon you're going to basically not have an E3, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of factors as well. Like uh, McCormick Place in Chicago was one of the hottest places to have trade shows for years, and then all of a sudden they get gouged in taxes and fees and everything, and a lot of places just picked up and left. So, you know, not only is the venue something that might just be killing the whole experience, but you know, the people running the events and stuff where it's not worth it because in the end, like EA, even if they are there, it's not going to change anything that they're going to do this year. Right. 
Right. You know, they could easily, they could put up a YouTube video and get the same thing accomplished. Do they need an audience in a room? No. No, no they don't. Yeah. No. That's why I think E3, no. it needs to probably change. And I think these, as these companies feel they're spending too much money, they're going to just say, you know, we're going to find a smarter way of doing business. And, you know, we, we can get, we can get the word out our own way. You know? Sure. But, uh, yeah, it'll be. You know, you know, think, Think about like Microsoft. So they had Phil Spencer and all those dudes, all those other people that were um, inside that big, I don't know, auditorium yeah. or whatever it might have been. Why not just have Phil in front of a green screen? But you know what? I just thought of something. I think this is why we, why we, why they need E3. Why? The hype. You've got no other way to hype up what's coming. I mean, at this time every year, we're all excited to know what's what's happening. I mean, E3, we're just like, oh, we're predicting, we're talking about it for months in advance. We're still talking about it now that it's over. And it's like, we are so excited. Everybody wants to tune in, and we're freaking out when we can't get find a way to watch that briefing live. We don't even want to watch it replay. We want to see it live so we know the second it's announced, there's that type of hype for the product. If if they don't have that anymore, then you're not going to have however many millions of people tuning in to hear it. You're going to lose that audience because now it's like, what are you going to do? How how are you going to get that message out? How are you going to get people excited to watch? You know, how are you going to reach all your people to say, hey, Phil Spencer is going to talk about something next year? You know what I mean? It, right. With E3, you've got it's it's industry wide. You're going to get some pretty cool stuff, no matter who it is, you know. And and we had that whole week. You get a whole week just to, it's nothing but games, and it's Sony, it's Microsoft, Nintendo, it's EA, Activision, Ubisoft, every, you know, whoever else. We're going to see new stuff. We're excited about it. We can't wait. To, that means a lot, I think. So, but I do think they got to do something to make sure these companies stay a part of it. And to understand that we're tuning in and millions of people are going to hear the message that they're sharing. And if Activision, I mean, we didn't see nothing. Activision, I guess, all they did was say, we're going to tap into uh, uh, Sony's conference and show Call of Duty, and that's it. I didn't hear anything else about Activision. I don't even know of another Activision game that there is. Well, wait, Skylanders is theirs. There was a real brief thing on that. So, I mean, doesn't Activision have more than just Skylanders and uh, Call of Duty? You know, it's it's like this is the big big show. You know, come out, tell us what else is coming. What else? What else do you have out there? You know, I know they own Blizzard. You know, uh, Overwatch. I don't even recall seeing or hearing anything about that at E3. So. Uh, they could have just done a lot more and, and I think had a lot more excitement around Activision. That wasn't even a, you know, EA at least did a show. Activision's not even talked sure, about. Right, we didn't right. even discuss Activision. And we talked about Call of Duty and that was it. You know, so I think they really lost out on press and getting their name out there. It's possible. You know, because everybody's talking about yeah. everything else. So even sure. though EA pulled out, they still did a press conference, and we all everybody got to see it. And I think they had an event where people got in to play the games. So you know they still did something, but it's just I think if they start pulling out of E three or disconnecting from that, eventually there's just going to be nothing there. Um, it'll just be a mishmash of people trying to come together. <laughs> so I don't know. It'll be like some of those local shows where it's just basically all the big names are, aren't there. They're not present. And all you have is a bunch of small studios and such yep. or whatever. They're just clamoring for attention and nobody wants to listen. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's, uh, okay. That's good. On that topic. <laughs> sure. So, uh, let's see. So let's move into F and L it's summertime. It's hard to play on these. Um, but, uh, if you see, uh, Bron and I tend to play on Friday nights when available. So if you guys look for us, uh, Bron, I think usually gets on around. Oh, 
9 p.m. Eastern time, I think. So let's say, and I think it's like 9 p.m. Eastern time. Usually after that, you can see Braun. Uh, you can hit me up usually after 8, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific time on Friday nights. Uh, we can play some games. If anybody wants to play anything specific with the community, uh, you know, just post in our Facebook group, and uh, we will certainly uh, plan to do that. Uh, you can reach us uh, by going to our website, thisxboxlife.com. You can send us a voicemail by clicking the send voicemail box on the right-hand side. Uh, send us a voicemail. Be sure to give us your gamer tag, and we will play that in the next show. Email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. And we, like I said, I mentioned our Facebook group. This is where the action happens. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash thisxboxlife. We've actually had a lot of people join this week. Uh, so welcome oh, to yeah. all the new people out there. Uh, dude, I, I was laughing. I'm going to give his gamer tag out. There's a guy who was like, he's like, my gamer tag is Greasy Sandwich. <laughs> I'm like, that nice. is a cool gamer tag. Yeah. Greasy sandwich. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, so, yeah, there's new, we got new faces coming into the group. Uh, so be sure to, if you guys want to play. And, and you know, you know, what was awesome about that whole thing was every time I saw one of those, like, you know, because we have to approve everybody that comes in there because uh, of a couple of reasons. But every time I saw one, I'm like, okay, all right, all right, another spammer. No, whoa, it's legit. All right, cool. Sometimes <laughs> it's tough to tell, man. I I, yeah. I think I denied one the other day, and I'm like, mm, it looks a little fakeish. <laughs> it's so hard because, like, if people are private, you know, and you're not a friend with them, then you can't see all the info about them. So then it's like, well, if it was created yesterday, well, then, uh, yeah, no, well, yeah, actually, well, no. they've been a member. We, one we day. can't we can't give out our secrets. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, it's like <laughs> some of them are our... tough to tell. Yeah, so then you got to roll the dice. Um, but definitely join the group. It's closed group, so your boss won't see you posting in, in a video game group. Uh, yeah. And you can shoot contact us through Xbox Live if you wish as well. All right, Rob. That's that. So now let's get to it. What's coming out this week that we can play? All right, another big week coming up, actually. Uh well, I was gonna say for both consoles, but that would not be true. So Xbox One has the Techomancer. Coming out on the 28th, also on the 28th, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens and Seven Days to Die. Uh, on the 28th, we have Full Mojo Rampage or Moho Rampage. Not sure which way that goes. Uh, and then Inside on June 29th. That's. that's didn't, they, didn't they show that yeah, one? Yeah, that, that's the one that was made by the guys that did Limbo. This is going to yes, be a huge that's right. game. Yeah. Mostly or has a potential. I guess. Yeah. It's very mysterious, which could be good or bad. And then uh, Lost Sea on June 29th and Ethan Meteor Hunter on July 1st. Xbox 360 has Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens coming out on June 28th. Games with well, gold. Quick, don't forget the Division what? DLC comes out on the 28th. Yes, yes. I'm sure why I missed that on the Okay, uh, Games with Gold is going to be switching up on Friday. Yeah, Friday. So uh, you have a couple more days to snag Goat Simulator for Xbox yeah. One if you want. <laughs> I don't know if you should care or not for that one. Uh, but uh, kids, also the crew. What? Kid, kids love system. Goat Simulator. Yes. It's one of those games like Minecraft. It's like, this makes no sense. Why am I playing it? <laughs> no, no. Minecraft makes a lot more sense than Goat Simulator. Okay, and then uh, The Crew, uh, that one came out, what, about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, on uh, Games with Gold, but you have until middle of July for that one. X, on the Xbox 360 side, we have XCOM Enemy Unknown for a couple more days. That one is definitely worth yeah. it. Snag that one. And of course, all 360 titles are backwards compatible if they are on Games with Gold. And then also, if you're making any purchase on Amazon.com, please use our affiliate link. That will definitely help the show out because we get a teeny tiny portion of the sale. Does not cost you anything extra but we get a little finder's fee for sending you their way 
And uh, make sure to use that each and every time that you make a purchase on Amazon. We would highly appreciate it. Also, if you're on iTunes and that's how you get your podcasts, please go out there and rate us five stars. The more five-star ratings that we get, the more um, we will be featured. Does that make sense? Yeah, we'll be featured. Anyway, so that'll help uh, more folks find out about the show. And I believe that's about it. All righty. You got anything nope. else, Mark? Run's not here, so we had a short show in his honor. <laughs> That's Something right. Something he always wants, and then he doesn't get, he only gets it when he's not here. <laughs> yes. See, he, he would yes. talk for a whole nother hour, it would just be Brun. See? Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> it's all him. Uh, all right. I don't know when Brun's going to be back. He's taking a little time off. He might be back next week or not. So. If not, I might try to see if we can get a community member to join us next week as well. Uh, and uh, so yeah, I'll cool. re- if, if that happens, I'll touch base with Brun this week. Uh, if we are looking for someone to join us to replace him for next week, I will put that out in the Facebook group. See who would like to join. All you need is a headset and a mic and uh, Skype. That's it. A webcam. Yep. Is that it? Yep, yep. <laughs> I keep saying that's it, and then I keep adding stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just one more, and uh, and and then you got to send a check or money order. To- <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, if that's it, we are out of here. We'll see you guys next week. I am Mark, aka Wingman Seven Hundred Nine, taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you all next week.